The Sensemaker. Hi, I'm Claudia, and this is Sensemaker from tortoisemedia.com. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, the single sentence which could put Scottish independence back on track. I am not aware, James Hamilton concluded, of anything in the conduct of the First Minister in respect of the introduction of or her observance of the procedure, which could be considered to be a breach of the code. On Monday, a big cloud which had been hovering over the future of Nicola Sturgeon, the First Minister of Scotland, lifted. After months and months of drama in Scottish politics, an independent lawyer called James Hamilton, a man trusted by every side, had the final say. Nicola Sturgeon had not broken the rules of Scottish politics. She hadn't breached the ministerial code. I've always been of that view, but independent adjudication of that is important to me, but it's also important to the Scottish public to know that in the opinion of somebody whose independence is completely beyond reproach, I did not breach the ministerial code, Sam. She can breathe a sigh of relief, and right on time, because today, Wednesday the 24th of March, the Scottish Parliament breaks up to get ready for elections in May. And if Nicola Sturgeon's party, the SNP, wins a majority, it could pave the way for a second independence referendum for the people of Scotland. So what exactly has Nicola Sturgeon been cleared of and what does it mean for the Scottish independence movement? Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewellery and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Now, it's a messy story with lots of twists and turns, so here are the bare bones. In short, it's all about Nicola Sturgeon's memory. At the start of 2018, two female civil servants filed a complaint with the Scottish government. They accused Alex Salmond, Sturgeon's predecessor and mentor, of sexually harassing them. Eventually, Alex Salmond went to trial, charged with 13 counts of sexual assault, and he was cleared of all of them. But that wasn't the end of things because, although he was cleared, Alex Salmond admitted he was no angel when it came to women. The question became, who knew what about him and when? especially Nicola Sturgeon. When did she first hear of women making complaints against Alex Salmond? And did she tell the truth to the Scottish Parliament about it? If it is proved to be true that you misled Parliament, you would resign, wouldn't you? You would have to resign. I did not mislead Parliament, so I'm not going to... This is what Nicola Sturgeon said in Parliament. On the 2nd of April, he informed me about the complaints against him. But later, Nicola Sturgeon admitted she'd met Alex Salmon's chief of staff a few days earlier, and Alex Salmon said she'd heard the accusations then. Strange as it may seem, her future came down to an argument about those few days. Was it early April or late March when she heard the news? The key thing is that if Nicola Sturgeon had deliberately lied about those dates to Parliament, she'd have breached the ministerial code. And that's a really serious thing. It normally means she'd have to resign. But then, this happened. In a highly significant finding, the First Minister of Scotland, Nicola Sturgeon, has been cleared by an independent inquiry of breaching the ministerial code. So why was she cleared? 
Remember, we've got these two meetings, one in early April and one in late March. Nicola Sturgeon told Scottish Parliament that she'd just forgotten about the first one. And the lawyer, James Hamilton, believed her. He said, and I'm quoting him here, there was a genuine failure of recollection. Part of his reasoning is that it's really hard to see why Nicola Sturgeon would have deliberately lied about the first meeting. She didn't stand to gain anything from pretending she'd forgotten about it. So she was cleared of breaching the ministerial code. Is that the end of that then? Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. It might seem like everything's over for Nicola Sturgeon, but it's probably not quite yet. A separate committee of Scottish politicians still thinks that she lied. They don't think it's likely she'd have forgotten about that earlier meeting. So in the elections that are coming up in May, there'll definitely be more murmurs that she can't be trusted. But she's basically survived a really difficult moment. Yesterday, there was a no-confidence vote in the Scottish Parliament. And Nicola Sturgeon came through it without a scratch. My message to all those, especially to the Conservatives who now, despite Ruth Davidson's protestations, refuse to accept Mr Hamilton's conclusions, is this. If you think you can bully me out of office, you are mistaken and you misjudge me. If you want to remove me as First Minister, do it in an election. She's in the clear and she's ready to fight. Does this put Scotland on track for independence then? Well, it certainly doesn't harm the movement. On Tuesday, the SNP published a draft bill for a second referendum on Scottish independence. If they win a majority in the elections in May, they're going to try to pass it. And if they do pass it, it might pave the way for a second vote on Scottish independence. Nicola Sturgeon being cleared definitely puts the wind back in their sails. Two things have to happen for Scotland to leave the UK. First, the Scottish National Party, Nicola Sturgeon's party, has to win outright in those elections in May. They could do that, but the system is designed to make it difficult for them. Then, of course, they have to hold a referendum on independence and win it. The backdrop to that part of the story is that, for the first time ever, opinion polls have been consistently showing that a majority of people in Scotland are in favour of leaving the United Kingdom. But recently, support for independence has started to slide a bit. So, two hurdles to get over, and both of them are quite tricky. And then there's the pandemic. The party was riding high when voters thought Nicola Sturgeon was doing a much better job tackling the virus than Boris Johnson. But the tide has turned a bit. The vaccine rollout has made Boris Johnson's government look more effective. And a fair chunk of people in Scotland are grumbling that Nicola Sturgeon's roadmap for easing lockdown is too slow. 
So overall, the proportion of people who think the Scottish government has handled the pandemic well has fallen a bit. Nicola Sturgeon will definitely feel vindicated by James Hamilton's verdict and she's going to enjoy the moment. But as it turns out, it might not be what she knew and when she knew it which determines Scotland's future. Instead, it might be how long it takes to get people jabbed and normal life up and running again. If you enjoyed listening today, why don't you give us a follow on Spotify so that you don't miss any future episodes. Just type Sensemaker into your Spotify search bar. At Tortoise, we also make a second podcast. It's a bit longer and it's called The Slow Newscast. In this week's episode, we've taken a close look at a different politician, the Labour leader Keir Starmer. What can we learn from his past and who he really is? I'd love for you to take a listen. Just search Slow Newscast on Spotify. Today's story was written and produced by Xavier Greenwood. The Sensemaker. I'm James Harding. I'm the editor of Tortoise and the host of The News Meeting. It's the podcast where we try and make sense of what should be leading the news with three people who each come and pitch the story that they think matters the most. On the latest episode, we're joined by the journalist, historian and author Satnam Sanghera. Like almost everyone, we go down the rabbit hole of that Princess of Wales photo editing story, and then Satnam explains why he thinks the Church of England paying reparations for its links to slavery should really be leading the news. Just search for Tortoise News wherever you get your podcasts and follow the feed so you don't miss an episode.